I will become the first Italian UFC champion. I know I can do it and I, and I demand it from myself. This is my mission and there's nothing that can stop me. He came to the United States from Italy several years ago in pursuit of this dream and the Italian dream is alive and well. I live to fight. I am a fighter through and through. I embrace it to the fullest. I bring a different level of intensity and these guys don't like it. He is a true middleweight with true power and true skills. I'm by far the most versatile guy in, in my division, so I can adapt. They cannot adapt to me. Oh! Early knockdown for Marvin Vittori. Hermanson covering up! So motivated, so hungry to become the first Italian champion. There's a tab. Can't do it much better than that. I want to show the world that I'm the next in line. I'm the next champion. After this fight, I want my shot. Darren Till broke his collarbone. He's out of the fight. Who do you think is likely to step in on a week's notice to fight Marvin Vittori? Mr. Big Mouth himself. Last second, it doesn't matter. You know me, baby. I step up last second and I'm always ready to go. Here is the last second king, 28-year-old Kevin Holland. This guy loves to stay busy. I really, truly love to fight any place, any time. And Marvin Vittori comes in as a guy really, really aggressive. He's a skilled meathead. And the more aggressive they are, the better I tend to do. He has so many different tools. He's creative in there. You can't just rush in because he's such a good counter striker. People say angry Marvin is the best Marvin. Well, I'm looking to see him pissed off. That's it! Kevin Trailblazer Holland! I never expect an easy fight. These are the best guys in the world. But the way I train, the way I see fighting, my fighting IQ, I'm going to smash him. Oh! Marvin Vittoria, man on a mission tonight. Marvin Vittoria is in trouble because he doesn't like Vlad. He doesn't like somebody to play around. He doesn't like somebody in front of him having a good time. He likes it to be all business. And baby, this is a pleasurable business for me. Oh! One and done on the knockout for the Trailblazer! To be honest, I don't think there's going to be much talking in our fight. Because I think it'd be very worried for his own health. We'll see how long he can last. But my only goal will be to go out and finish him. That looks good, he got it! And it's all over! my man with his trailblazer's back. Back to blazing those trails in full high blitz fashion, baby. Let's go, bucko. Alright, guys. Welcome and good afternoon. Yeah, I'm your host, Femia. And uh, welcome you to this uh, great uh, podcast. And uh, first and foremost, I'd like to welcome you guys to my first ever uh, episode. And I uh, was starting it off with uh, this great card that we are having uh, tomorrow. UFC Fight Night, Marvin Vittori versus Kevin Holland. And uh, we're also going to have a breakdown of uh, the Camaro Usman and the Jorge Masvidos uh, match, let's say... Uh, Fight two, yeah, okay. Let's just call it fight two, because they fought the first time and uh, the champ Camaro's my one, and it's about to give this guy, Hori <laughs> Masvido, a second chance to see if he can claim redemption. But I don't know. But let's just uh, go into it uh, fully. But pardon me if the sound effects sound a little bit off and what you guys usually hear um, just setting up the equipment and everything it's not yet fully uh, running but we're, on, we're making progress 
and with time you guys are going to uh, see the full uh, effect and difference in the audio output and everything and we're also going to be bringing in guest uh, people guest talker information guys tech expert as you all know this is a uh, tech blog and also a tech, uh, a tech podcast so we're going to talk about tech news entertainment fight games a little bit but everything trending around the globe generally as the uh, podcast states so let's dive in okay yeah so let's just dive in uh, Marvin Vittori the Italian guy is the number sixth rank middleweight in the world and he has four straight wins his last win coming off uh, Jack Manson winning by unanimous decision uh, five straight uh, round fights and he won by unanimous decision though people were uh, uh, giving uh, Emerson as the favorite to win while uh, Vittori was the underdog but he later he ended up winning the guy straight <laughs> straight out he won him straight out flat out and uh, he's facing uh, he's supposed to initially face uh, Darren Till but due to one thing or the other Darren Till couldn't make it due to a broken collarbone according to reports uh, it was stated that he broke his uh, collarbone so he couldn't make it so UFC was looking for someone to step up because uh, Marvin Vittori was in a good mood to fight he wasn't going to, you know, postpone the fight till later and because <laughs> as he is, he's, he's a hot-headed guy and he's really, really, really chasing that title. He really wants to have a second goal at Israel Adesanya. Remember him and Israel Adesanya, who is the current middleweight champion, fought back in April 2018 and he lost to the guy through, uh, split, I think, split decision, though it should have been... An unanimous decision based on my uh, my breakdown of that of that fight, but due to the judges' decisions, uh, it was a split decision between him and Adesanya. But ever since, he's been salty about it, saying that he should have won that match. So and he's really really looking for a second goal at the champion Israel Adesanya. But Kelvin Holland who is the number 10th rank in the world, middleweight uh, middle uh, ranking, is the number 10th. Uh, he has five straight wins back in 2020, but his early 2021 uh, fight, he lost to the veteran, uh, Derek Brunson, through unanimous decision, he lost to him. And... Uh, with one magic or the other, I wouldn't know how out of every possible options, he, the number 10th guy, is the one that could that was willing to step up to face the number 6th rank guy. So, the way UFC will have it, Kevin Holland is the late replacement for uh, Darren Till. So, number 6th rank guy is going to face the number 10th guy. Uh, in Kevin Holland, and uh, my own prediction 
if I'm to predict, uh, let's say, firstly, let's say breakdown. Looking at uh, Marvin Vittori, you, you can't take it away from me. He's a all-round uh, fighter. He's good on the feet. He's good on the clinch. Good on the ground. And that's a decent striking. So, with a different uh, grappling, you know, and wrestling. So, that's why I say he's more of an all-rounder guy. But uh, a guy like Kevin Holland, <laughs> honestly, he's a weird kind of fighter. He's a weird guy. The way his style, style of fighting is weird. The way he throws his combination, you just, you know, jump in the sky with some karate you can't even it's not something that you really that really sync with the movie it just does something out of the ordinary you know so is is kind of game is unpredicted you can't you, you can't predict it though he's a decent striker um not that good on the ground but his last uh, win was against uh the veteran this guy, uh, I've forgotten his name. Uh, this great grappler, Brazilian grappler, and he, 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 he knocked out the guy with his back on his ground. <laughs> Can you believe that? He knocked the guy out. A Brazilian grappler, he knocked the guy out. While he, Kevin Holland, was on his back, he was lying on the back, and he, could, he was able to you know, stretch and counterpunch the guy on top of him. Who was the Brazilian grappler, and he, he knocked the guy out. So we can't rule him out with that uh, performance. His ground game, you can't rule his ground game out. But he faced Derek Brunson, who is a uh, true and true uh, ground game guy. He's a wrestler. That's his uh, strong point. And uh, Brunson took him down countless times. And in fact, that was how Bronson was able to secure his win by taking him down multiple times. And who says uh, Marvin Vittori isn't going to try that also? So for me, Marvin Vittori is going to strike with him. If he's, if the opportunity arises for him to take him down, he's going to take him down. If the opportunity arises for him to submit him, he's going to submit him. If the opportunity arises for him to uh, pound and ground, he's going to do that. So, where do I see Kevin Holland winning this fight? Is in his wildness. The way he, <laughs> he throws his combinations, the way he throws his kick, the way he throws his punch, you know. You might be talking, uh, or you might, you might think you, you, you're getting the better, better of him. And before you know it, he just twists and turns and just <laughs> give you one out of the blue <laughs> kind of kick or punch. And before you know it, the fight is changing on his, uh, in his favor. So you never can tell. But the way I see it, um, I'm, to me, I'm giving, uh, I'm giving Marvin Vittori a straight win at this. I'm giving him a straight win. The only way Kevin Holland is going to win is if he comes with his weird shit and all. That's the only way I see him winning. But aside that, hmm. It's going. It's going to be a. It's going to be a long night for him. It's going to be a long night for him. 
and uh, like I said, the fight is going to uh, be held at uh, uh, Las Vegas. Going to be held at Las Vegas. Mm. And um, according to the uh, hard makers, uh, uh, victory is three to five favorite, and Holland is plus two six five underdog in this one so as you can see it's not that uh, not that uh, out of the blue but that's the way it is and the cool main event not a strong name either this nigerian guy sadiq yusuf versus arnold allen so these two are the um Coming event and Sadiq Yusuf is uh, favorite minus one thirty to Hanod plus one ten. Mm. It's just just there. So as we all know, it's going to be a, a, a long night for either guy if they are going to you know, go through those five rounds. But like I said, uh, Vittori is really, really looking forward to having a second go at uh, the champion. And he feels that if he could get a, a win over uh, Kevin Holland, he's going to be definitely in line for that title shot. But uh, with the look of things, I am not really, really, really uh, I'm looking at that. Because uh, this guy... Uh, the former champion, uh, what's his name? Robert Whitaker, fought Darren Till, won, fought uh, uh, Gerard Cannonier, who people were thinking was the next contender after uh, this big guy, after Paulo Costa. And uh, uh, Robert Whitaker trashed, he, he trashed, he trashed the guy. Uh, uh, Canonier, he really, really beat the fuck out of the guy. So he should have been the next in line, but due to the super fight that Israel uh, Adesanya uh, had with uh, the newly crowned uh, light heavyweight champion, and the fight that was uh, done and he, he, of which he lost. They couldn't make that fight so uh they were this guy was supposed supposed to have another fight that's uh robert whitaker I, I i believe he was supposed to fight robert whitaker i think the package was made for him to fight robert whitaker i think that fell through then he was supposed to fight uh another guy in uh one of the top guys not amassing anyways and uh Definitely, UFC is trying to uh, rekindle his former match that he was supposed to have with uh, Kevin Gastelum, but Gastelum, I don't, I don't see the the sweetness in that fight because Gastelum is just coming off three straight uh, losing streak. He just won his last match against mm, one unknown name, really someone not in the top 10 so 
that's that so you can't just bring that guy up to come and face the number one contender who is still holding that up uh that, that that top position of that number one contender in uh robert whitaker now i don't see i don't see the sweetness in that kind of fight to me you're doing robert whitaker a disservice assuming they could have made victory uh robert whitaker mm, fair enough then let uh, a contender comes out of that and that contender fights as uh, they say that could have been cool yeah I, I i i would have loved that but even as that Adesaya could fight potentially fight uh robert whitaker because he i believe in his with his last two fights after after his loss to uh Adesaya, he won his straight uh two consecutive matches and with that he should have um, automatically gotten uh his uh rematch automatically he should have gotten that rematch based on those two uh winning streaks but <laughs> you know Dana white <laughs> loves money so because it's of the super fight with the uh with the with the, with the led legendary polish power that this year had to fight they couldn't make that fight so <laughs> that aside yeah only Neil Magny and Roger Atlea duplicate that fit. Yeah, sorry, just uh, checking something. So, but first, like I said, Victory must first uh, get past Holland, which is 21 and 6 on his, uh, on his resume, and must get a win in order to salvage a momentum if he's going to have a go at the champ and remember like i said Holland lost to the veteran Derek Brunson who everybody <laughs> thinks is the gatekeeper of the division <laughs> so, so people people who usually believe that when you get back uh, you when you when you as a as a rising prospect for you to break into that uh top 10 you have to go through Derek Brunson and if you are able to get one over Derek Bronson, people believe he's the gatekeeper of the division for the top ten, then you can now say you are in the you are welcome to the league of the big boys. But he couldn't get past uh, Derek Bronson. So and the fight, which fight, he was just joking. He didn't really do much. Didn't really concentrate in the match. Probably feeling himself, thinking that hmm, he's going to win that match easily. But <laughs> Derek Brunson had <laughs> other ideas for him. So, so that's that. So let me just run through the fight card. You already know the main event: Marvin Vittorin versus Kevin Holland. Then the Kobe invent Sadiq Yusuf versus Anand Allen. Then we have Alex Cab, Chris Reeve versus Kyle Daukos. Then you have Julian Marquez and Sam Alvey. Then you have Nina Ans Ansar of Oh, I think this guy is a <laughs> this girl is a, is a good fighter. Ansar of versus Mackenzie Dan. Then you have Daniel Rodriguez and Mike Perry. <laughs> Remember Mike Perry, <laughs> the one who has 
who has his girlfriend <laughs> coaching him in a fight which he won i think he lost the second the second fight <laughs> then you have joe sock so leski so versus jim milner then you have matthews gambrot versus scott scott altsman then you have norman dumont versus erin blackfield then you have ignacio baamondes Ignacio Baamondes versus John McDency. Then you have Jogan de Castro. I think this guy lost his last match. Yeah? I, match, uh, I have to check the fact, the stats, before I can uh, conclude on that. Versus Jajis Doncho. You have Jack Shaw versus Anta Azur. Then you have Luis Saldana. Luis Saldana, yeah? That's a strong fight. I think um, it's not been uh, that top, but that name has has been getting a lot of push. But the fighter, the fighter is not putting in the work. Come on, UFC can always do so much. Jordan versus Jordan Griffin. Then you have down Daon Young versus William Knight. Then the last one, <laughs> the guy with the legendary <laughs> highlight in 2020. Impan Kasangana <laughs> versus Sasha Pali Palat Nikov, the guy who, who was at uh, the receiving end of that infamous back kick from that guy, yeah, the last one on the card. So I believe he's the one that's going to open the card either which way. Yeah, so I believe that's how that card is going to be. Then we now have the uh, coming event, which is the UFC two five uh, two two six one, right? Pardon, <laughs> UFC two six one. Wow, Kamaru Usman versus Howie Masvidal two. For me, I don't really see the reason to do that match, but I can totally understand <laughs> understand uh, this guy. Uh, UFC president, <laughs> it's all about the money. We already know that Jorge uh, Masvidal is a big money, money mover. He's a, t a table shaker. So definitely, I see the reason why they could uh, take that match because after after it's lost, taking a rematch, and he doesn't even he doesn't even uh, deserve a rematch. He doesn't even deserve it because. There was none of the I, I don't I, I think with an exception of first round where he had a, a good impact, he, the rest of the round uh, uh, at all. The rest of the round, Kamaru's man dominated him, and the only excuse in court was that he took the fight in six days' notice, which we know that's just bluffing. He's been preparing for this guy. For the whole time, only because he couldn't make the fight when the, uh, another guy was used to replace him, then he let go. But in in his heart of art, he knew that was the match he, he wanted. So when he was given the opportunity, you could see, I believe, yeah, 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 I believe he was just trying to, you know, have the match, saying he doesn't even need a full camp for him to. <laughs> 
to show that the champ was a fraud and that he couldn't fight. Well, props to the champ also for taking the fight too. Because, yeah, he was already preparing for another type of fighter, another fight or type of emotion because the guy he was supposed to fight was his, uh, was his gym mate. Someone that they've been training together for a couple of years. They both know each other. They both understand their games. So the emotional roller coaster, the 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 the, 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 the training schedule, and him having to move out from his gym to another state to go and gym gym and train with another trainer. So all that coupled together, now suddenly the guy the guy the guy caught coronavirus not to his fault but that's a global pandemic then he already thought okay fight fight done postponed to god knows when then he got a call when he was about to start eating all those sweet things that he has deprived himself of for the past months about to eat then he got a call that oh we've got a match or match with us stepped up taking the match in six days notice he the champion too could have said Oh, you know what? I'm done. Uh, the emotional trauma is too much for me. I can't go through this. We have to reschedule this match for another uh, another month and up. He could have taken the easy way route and say he also needs to prepare for the guy. But he was like, okay, yeah, let's bring it on. I believe I'm better than this guy in every way. So even if I I haven't been training for him for this uh, three weeks or so, then. I believe my past training and my past experience is enough for me to be able to handle this guy. And believe Ore Masvidal has only been training for Kamarunisma specifically until the last minute when he knew that okay he wasn't going to make the fight due to the money issue he had with Dana White. Then he stopped training, uh, at least training you doing the heavy training and started hitting. But the whole training pattern and everything had already been in him. The training, training section, the, the style and skills and uh, the, the, the format the, in which they were going to use in the training the champion, they already knew. But he couldn't still, make, still do shit when the fight actually broke down. So for me, this time around, the champ says he's giving him a full camp yeah, I don't think they should have booked this match. Honestly, I don't think they should have booked this match. I could, they could have booked um, Edward because that guy, they could have booked him. But due to his fault also on whose fault, I don't know because everybody is trying to fight. Everybody is trying to go out of their fight, uh, out of their way to make a fight. So he, he too should have at least try if it will mean for him to move out of uh, the UK and come to the United States or go to the New Zealand or somewhere or the Thailand or somewhere where you know that you'll be able to train a little bit and be able to at least keep yourself in a safe bubble journey for you to be able to at least get a match. Throughout 2020, you couldn't get a single match. And we are in the middle of 2021, still yet to book a match, waiting for an, uh, an upcoming guy in uh, Amshad Chemaev. Come on, man. Come on. So to me, he's not doing himself any service. 
Even even Tyrone Tyron Woodley has got like three matches under his belt within the last years and now. Just imagine. Who does that? Come on, man. Come on. Edward, man. You have to start fighting. Start fighting. Put yourself on a YouTube. Of you, show a video of you fighting in the neighborhood. Fighting someone around. Just <laughs> create a mess or something. Come on. Fight. Let people know that you are active. Then you can easily get back into the fight game. But right now, you 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 you're not a, 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 a table shaker. You're not a needle mover. But I, I see the reason why Dana White could do, make this fight with Hoy Masvidal and Camarisma. <laughs> we already know that Hoy Masvidal is a needle mover. So for the love of the money, <laughs> the boss could make the fight. So that's easier said. So, where do I see Kamaru's man winning? We already know his strong point is wrestling, a decent striking, not uh, no not a good kicker. But I believe <laughs> if you are not careful, we might <laughs> we might see <laughs> a change of guard. If you are not careful, we might see a change of guard, and Kamaru's man is going to have to deep dig, deep dig. And go into that dark place for him to secure that, retain that uh, that title, because I believe it's how Masvidal is coming correct, man, is coming correct, is coming with a lot of striking and with a lot of uh, cardio, because he has to work on his cardio. So if he's able to first secure the first round with a lot of striking and decent uh, striking, decent kicking, not uh, moving closer to the champ, you know, maintaining his distance. Then going in with a blitz, one, two, back, 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 back. Then step back, you know, switch up angles, throwing some kicks, then throwing some elbows, throwing some some elbows, throwing some punches, and you know, uh, keeping keeping his distance and all. He could secure that first round, and if he could secure that first round, that could determine how the second round could go. And if he could secure the second round, then I believe Kamarusma will want to change his game plan. That's low. I don't think this uh, this striking thing is is really going for me. Let me switch it up to the wrestling part of it. Then um, R2 has to be able to come up with his uh, takedown defense. If he's able to work on his takedown defense, he's able to uh, you know uh, stop those uh, many takedowns of the champ. And even if he gets taken down, he's able to work his way back up. He's not giving the champ to the ability to walk on him while he's on the back. Then I believe we might be seeing a change of guard of the championship. No joke. I'm not capping, guys. I'm not capping. It's the truth. It's the truth. If you have to go by the uh, by the way he dismantled this guy that he had a win over last Nate Diaz. Man, with those straight sharp striking, straight sharp uh, striking, he could really, he could really get, get Cameroon's man. And if we had to preview, uh, preview uh, that uh, last man that they both had, you could notice that our Masvido was really getting the better of Cameroon's man in the striking part of the game. When in the punching part, he was really, you know, giving him some real damage. Real blows, real kicking, 
real blows to the head, to the to the face, real kicks to the legs and all. So, and I believe he's, if he's able to work on that more and he's really able to, uh, you know, uh, deliver on those kicking and on those punching, then I believe hmm, we might we are looking hmm, looking at a had a had a real guard had a change of guard. Really, we are looking at a change of guard for me. So that's that, guys. I hope I've been able to break this down a little bit. Like I said, this is a, this is the first this is the first um, first podcast. In this channel and I believe with time we are able to you know work on work on other things and other aspects of it and we will be able to deliver more for your listening pre uh, pleasure okay and uh, aside that let me also pull up some stats just just a moment but I'll go through that uh -huh. remember I told you Holland uh, had a win over one Brazilian um, great guy. His name is Ronaldo Souza Jacare. Yeah, Holland Holland knocked knocked the guy out while Holland back was on the ground. He gave him an an upward punch and he knocked the guy out. So Vittori needs to be wary of that. Also, he really needs to be wary of that. Really needs to be wary of that. And Victory, you know, is twenty-seven years old. He's still young, still young. And Kevin Lennon, I believe, is twenty twenty-eight or so, twenty-eight. So, Talking about the co-main event a little bit, Sadiq Yusuf fathers uh, Arnold Allen, standout featherweight on the cups of title contention, claims in the co-main event of this evening, as Super Sadiq Yusuf meets Arnold Almighty Allen in a battle straight out of the page of Mark Vell comic. Remember, a member of the Contender Series Classic of 18, that's 2018, Yusuf has gone 4-0 inside the octagon. To begin his UFC tenure, then I believe he has some losses, alternating between first round finishes and hard fought decisions wins. Last time out, the 27 year old from Nigeria got the better of things against divisional stalwart Andre Philippe before being forced to withdraw from a proposed date opposition at the uh, Edinson Boboza later in that year. Like his opponent this weekend, Allen too has been out of action since early last year. When he pushed his record in UFC seven straight wins over unanimous decision um, triumph over Nick Lent, the talented Brit who trains at Montreal Trista Gym remains one of the most underrated competitors on the roster, as the biggest opportunity of his career are falling by the wayside as a result of injuries, including in 2020 fights with Josh Emmett and Jeremy Stevens. So that's another good uh, good good fight to watch out remember i told you about uh, sam alvey and julian marquez 
Now, following a three-year, seven-fight run at light heavyweight, Sam Alvey returns to the middleweight rank to take on Julian Marquez. So he's stepping up. No, sorry, <laughs> he's going down in in weight. One of the most experienced fighters on the UFC roster, the 34-year-old Alvey, will be competing for the 50th time in the professional career on Saturday, looking to snap a five-fight run victory. Oh, five, oh, sorry, a fight five uh, run without a victory. Is 8.5 inside the octagon when competing at 185 pounds and uh, had positive moment in each of his last two outings. Rallying rate late only to drop a split decision against Ryan Span before battling down Hong Young to draw at UFC 254. Now, remember I told you about Nina Asan Asarov and Mackenzie Dren. It's a battle between the top 15 straight weights, man. <laughs> and UFC moves as Nina Ansaras returns to the octagon to take on Mackenzie Dance. <laughs> we call them the UFC moms. I believe they, they both are children. Fighting for the first time since giving birth to her daughter, Regan Han, in September. Ansarov looks to get back into the wind column and cement her standing as one of the top contenders in the 115 pound weight class. Last time out, the America top team representative dropped a unanimous decision to Tiatiana Suarez that altered a four fight win streak. So it will be interesting to see if she can hit the ground running and immediately re establish herself in her appearance in 22 months. Like answer of Mackenzie then pressed pause on her own to welcome a daughter of her own also, who was born in the spring of 2019. Now she returned to action five months later, dropping a decision to Amanda Rivers, but has been impressive in her three fights since then, submitting Anna Cyphers and Randa Marcos before outworking former Evicta FC champion, Vena Jidri Roba in UFC 256. And remember, Amanda Rivers, I think, fought uh, Amanda Nunes, yeah? And lost, so. Yeah. So, to close off the main card, Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez. Main card business get underway in the middleweight, mm -hmm. uh, underway in the waterway division. As all action brews, Mike Perry and Daniel Rodriguez meet in a bout that should light up the fuse for an explosive Six fight run on ABC. Still just 29 years old, Mike Perry feels like he is at the crossroad of his career, entering off an enormous decision loss to Tim Means in a fight where he missed weight by a considerable margin and spotting a 3 6 record over his last nine outings. The Florida based fighter is undoubtedly tough and has flashed destructive potential in the past but he struggled to find consistent success inside the octagon while encouraging a number of issues outside the octagon, making him question Mark, who feels equally capable of rattling off four straight tremendous performance or dropping three straight in next 12 months. Then Rodriguez on the other hand was one of the pleasant surprises in 2020 turning a short-notice opportunity in February into a three-fight winning streak before landing on the wrong side of the card <laughs> in his quest for a fourth consecutive UFC wins 
against Nicholas Dalby in November at the UFC 25. The loss snapped the 34-year-old nine-fight winning streak, which included a unanimous decision triumph on season three of the Contender Series. But Rodriguez still had an outstanding rookie campaign and will look to start his sophomore season in Octagon in 2021 on a positive note on Saturday. This is one of the of those matches where it could end up with a single blow just seconds into the contest or become a 15-minute three-round fight for a fight of the year contender with all options in between being fair. And I believe uh, this guy, uh, Mike Perry, <laughs> is on the verge of being caught if I'm UFC. Because if if he's <laughs> to really look at his back, he could be caught. He could be caught. So we really need to step up. I believe it's just because of his name that's just been keeping him in the game, fight game. If not, UFC would have caught him early. But I think this fight could be a determining factor. And maybe giving him one more shot on outrightly, you know, cutting him off. But who knows what the USA will do? You never can tell. But so, guys, this comes to the end of the podcast and the breakdown of the fight. So, uh, till I come to your way next time. Yeah, till I come your way next time. So, let's just. Uh, uh, call it a day and uh, hopefully enjoy the match 3 p.m. Eastern Eastern time then we'll see how it goes we see how it goes tomorrow but I think in Africa it's going to be late night late night fight in Africa so that's how it's going to be but to close the show, yes. Junkie to help you break down the main event, the UFC on ABC2 between Marvin Vittori and Kevin Holland. Vittori, who's riding a four-fight winning streak, will have to get past Holland if he means to get to his last loss, which is the now champion, Israel Adesanya. However, Holland, who's last seen taking an exposed defeat to Derek Brunson, will most certainly be looking to bounce back to prove his supporters right and his doubters wrong. Time of this video, the Oscars in the public are siding with the Italian fighter listing Vittori in the neighborhood of minus 330 to come back on Holland, the underdog in the neighborhood of plus 270. Now, it is a bit wide of a line considering how we recently saw Holland favored uh, amongst many, right? However, despite the fickleness that can be rampant in MMA, there are some technical things to look out for that, of course, I outline on my breakdown at MMAJumping.com. So guys, that comes to the end of the podcast. Have a lovely day and uh, enjoy the match till we come for the preview show post. Oh uh, yeah, post preview show of the game. All right, yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening.